This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Is This Real Life, a podcast that relates the quirkiest aspects of pop culture and reality TV to our own lives. This is your host, Mandy Slutsker. Let's get to it. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 31. We have got some tea to spill to start out this episode. So most of you have probably heard, but Thomas Ravenel and Ashley Jacobs, his uh, very controversial girlfriend on season five of Southern Charm, have split. And Thomas Ravenel confirmed that he will not be appearing on the next season of Southern Charm. And neither will Ashley, as she's no longer dating him and has no relationship with anyone on the cast. Um, She said in an Instagram live feed that she didn't want to comment, and there are just some things that she's trying to handle privately. Well, it doesn't seem so private when she's doing an Instagram live feed and answering people's questions. Um, She did say that before she says too much, she just wants to say that she loves Thomas and she'll always love Thomas and care about him. Oh, Ashley. Of course, before this Instagram Live video ended, she did say, if you guys know any eligible bachelors, hook me up. In other Southern Charm news, Catherine Dennis was in Washington, D.C. the other weekend. Um, she was meeting with a PR firm, although not sure what that was about. There were reports that she was staying at the Trump International Hotel, um, but she confirmed on Twitter that she just ate there, saying, hey, bacon is bacon. Um I didn't even realize there was a restaurant in that hotel. I live in D.C., and that hotel is always barricaded. I never see anyone in there. It's like a ghost town. Um, Another big event that happened last weekend in Washington, D.C. was Candace and Chris's wedding from the Real Housewives of Potomac. They had, I believe, everyone from the show... Um, in attendance, and she had a very beautiful dress, and I'm sure there were some camera crews there, and we will see pieces of it on next season. Now, here is my favorite tea from the week. There is a bit of a Vanderpump slash Kardashian crossover. I find this so funny. So Courtney Kardashian and her boyfriend of two years just broke up. For the life of me, I cannot pronounce her boyfriend's name. He is like an Algerian model, Yunus Benjima or something. So he was hanging out at the gym and Jack saw him and decided to take a like gym selfie 
with this ex-boyfriend of Courtney's in the background. And then he put it on Instagram and he captioned, when Courtney Kardashian dumps you and you have to slum it like the rest of us at the normal gym, laughing face. I thought that was so funny. He added in, um, no more Fiji diamond water either. Gotta drink that smart water now. Apparently, this caused and like ruffled feathers in some circles. I don't understand how. It was definitely funny and like not a mean spirited post. So, people just need to get over themselves. Um, and then, another pump rules news. Everyone on social media seems to be trying to figure out who on Vanderpump Rules is pregnant since there were reports that a Vanderpump full-time cast member and one Vanderpump adjacent person were pregnant. Now, I actually don't know if anyone is pregnant, and it seems to me like it is not helpful to try and guess. And there was someone that posted on Instagram, you know what, if you wouldn't ask someone if they were pregnant in real life, why would you do it on social media? And that's a really good question. I think we all need to take a step back and stop questioning what kind of clothes people are wearing or how much people weigh or whether or not they're drinking. You know what, maybe they're just growing up and they don't feel the need to party all the time. I've also heard that there is some concern that season seven won't be dramatic because everyone seems to be getting along um, on Vanderpump Rules right now. But you know what? You never know. And I think these people are have produced some of the best television that the world has ever seen. So we all need to stop passing judgments on something that we have not yet seen, which is season seven. And I am so looking forward to it. Now, without further ado, let's get into this week's breakdown of The Real Housewives of Dallas, New York City, and the OC. Hi, everyone. I am back with Katie Riddle, who's getting ready for back to school. Yes. (laughs) And just in time for back to school is the Real Housewives of Dallas. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I have missed these women. I have, too. They have brought light in this darkness of planning and lesson planning and cutting and laminating and just the joy of having my Wednesday night back to Dallas. I love them. I think these women of the Real Housewives of Dallas are actually the most down-to-earth. Hear me out on why. So they live in a crazy fantasy land of wealth and weird Texas life, but they're so in touch with their fans and they're so happy to have the 9 p.m. time slot on Wednesday, which is the time slot that was for Real Housewives of New York. Taking over that time slot is huge and they work. Like they know this is a job. They know they have to get over their fights. They know they have to create new ones. They know they have to be interesting and they engage with their fans. I literally had Leanne Locken reply to a tweet that I sent. Oh, wow. Like, no, like, I think she'll reply to a tweet anyone sends. Wow. It was like, tweet your favorite gif, and it was <laughs> of Real Housewives of Dallas. And, like, I had seen the preview so many times that I actually thought I had seen this in the show, but it turns out it hasn't happened yet, <laughs> which is... <laughs> happens a lot where it's like I'm exhausted my weave is exhausted my panties my panties is exhausted (laughs) 
Oh, man. So let's get into it. So it starts out with the news that Brandy and her husband adopted a baby boy who also happens to have red hair. Now, I couldn't get over the storyline because adoption is not an easy thing. It's not just like, hey, my friend texted me and is like, yo, there's this baby up for adoption and he looks like you want him. Yeah, sure. And then the next day you get him. Like, that is so not what happens. There's definitely like an insane screening process. It takes months if not years i but don't understand the screenshot also says is it a dog or, or is it a human, human? <laughs> <laughs> like she's confused about what kind of baby are you talking about like there's a baby boy waiting for you so that's uh really interesting um it's actually really sweet to watch brandy be a mom i'm so much less annoyed watching these women with their kids than i am with all the other housewives for whatever reason like seeing you know, Gina or even Emily with their kids on Real Housewives of the OC. I'm like, enough. I don't want to see these, like, small children running around. But it's hilarious when it's the Housewives of Dallas. And it also looks like they actually, like, there's no full-time nanny. It's Yeah, they're, like, they spending the time. Yeah. Um, like, Dorit, you know she doesn't watch those kids. <laughs> She doesn't know her like, children. <laughs> I follow now her on Instagram. I feel so, you know, honored to, like, be able to view their lives. But, like, she'll hold her kid, and you're like, you don't watch your children. Um, but when you see, like, Stephanie and, like, Brandy, like, they are the full-time babysitters of their child's life. They are the full-time. And so you can see that their relationships with their kids are a little bit more authentic. And the kids seem more authentic. They don't seem like they're acting, necessarily. Like, except for maybe Cameron's, because, I don't know, when they were saying, this is awkward, I'm like, uh, that seems a little bit like acting. But I don't know. You know kids better. because their mom talks that way. Oh, and they... I just want us to figure out what is going on. (laughs) Like, it is so annoying how she talks. I know. It's, It's so frustrating. So... Then we see Leanne and Deandra taking a meditation class in which Leanne explains that because of the trauma and abuse she suffered as a childhood, her amygdala, the part of her brain, is enlarged and she's heard that meditation, specifically that done by Buddhist monks, can shrink your amygdala. (laughs) (laughs) Now, like, Um, she is right about half of that, which is the fact that your amygdala is impacted by trauma. But, like, the size of it isn't necessarily indicative of the trauma. It's just there is brain chemistry stuff going on. But that is neither here nor there. I am here to see her going through and experiencing mindfulness. Yes, and it seems like... Yes, she's thinking, like, her brain, there's something wrong, but she's addressing, like, the big issue of why she might be acting this way is from childhood, which a lot of people we've seen before are, like, completely in denial of this. She's like, I was abused, I have problems, mm -hmm. I have anger problems, I'm trying to deal with it. Yes. And is it working? We're going to see. We shall see. But my favorite was that montage that they did of him being like, close your eyes, scan your body, yes, any thoughts that ever happen to go your mind. And it's like the breaking of the glass and like the screaming and then like, they're just hands. (laughs) (laughs) It's like so amazing. These Uh, producers, I adore them. We, We enjoyed it. I love my favorite friendship on any bravo show 
is Stephanie and Brandy. Absolutely. Because I like that they're just... They talk and discuss anything impossible. Like, remember they were talking about, like, farting? And, yeah. Like, they, and, like, they like to drink Jesus juice. And they just, I feel like they've been with each other from when they were much younger and until now where they're moms and they have responsibility, but yet they still have that, like, youthful spirit and just when they were going through their troubles last season and they were fighting, you could see it was a real tough patch and it was like real feeling. Like they have a real friendship. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of these people just show up for their whatever camera scenes for their, you know, their shoots on days they're shooting for the Real Housewives and like they're not really friends off season. Yeah. So some of them seem like they hadn't seen each other since cameras went away. Yeah. And, and you're like, well, aren't you supposed to be friends? And and like, they're truly friends. Yeah. And I love it. And I mm-hmm. it's so authentic and it's beautiful to watch. So then we've got Cameron. And she is trying to get a distributor for Sparkle Dog Food. Ugh. Now, so Katie, you're quite a detective. So, what has happened between last season and this season that has changed with regards to Sparkle Dog Food? Okay, so basically when I first found out about this dog food, so dumb idea. Also, wait, wait, just to, for people who don't watch the show, this woman, Cameron, came up with the idea to have pink dog food. Yeah, and so Because brown dog food is boring. boring. So then she went and got brown with the light pink hearts Basically, it's still brown dog food. Yeah. With like. With a little bit of red dye. Of of pink things. So I immediately went on Amazon to see like how much it costs. Like, what are people saying? Well, when I first looked it up, they had like some nasty reviews. Like, my dog is like, like, feces are the same color of pink. (laughs) Like, this is not natural dog food. This is my, my dogs hate it. It, and basically, and then we went back on today to bring it up, and, it's and they're like, like positive. It's like over four stars. They definitely yeah. someone Scamming went through and deleted. and deleted the like one stars. This is a scam. They're I don't know how they they must have paid with that Westcott movie money, but, but like, there's only forty seven reviews. Forty seven reviews. Before so. there were hundreds, and they were all like one and two star. Yeah, I don't like, know. It's my scam. Maltese threw up pink dog food. <laughs> Vomiting all day. <laughs> you know, it's just like, and what veterinarian would even recommend this? I mean, they don't go talk to you about like these protein shakes. Like, oh yeah, they're like so pretty to look at. They're like, no girl, you need to be on a diet. You need to drink this chocolate, fake chalk powder. And <laughs> here you need to eat it. And you pretend you're eating a cheeseburger. Nothing to do with what it looks like, and the dogs don't care, dude. Dogs eat their own shit. (laughs) Like, why the? Oh, it's pink. (laughs) They don't care. Oh man. So the thing that got to me about Cameron, and she is my least favorite on the show. Favorite on the show. It's not because of how she talks, Uh, and it's certainly not because of how she looks, because she is gorgeous. She's gorgeous. But I, it's this statement that she said tonight. This really turned me. When I married into Court's family, I knew there were certain things I was going to have to give up. And one of them was getting a master's. Girl, <laughs> if you marry someone and you have to do what their family wants all the time, and then what their family wants is you to not have an education, reevaluate 
your marriage proposal. Like, what the hell is wrong with you? And then in, like, the next breath, she says, I don't want Hilton, this is her daughter, of course, to think that she should marry someone, just, like, marry someone and sit around and live off their money. That's exactly what you're doing. You married someone, court, you're sitting around making up, making making up, up businesses, businesses that yeah. aren't even real for no. a product that is not necessary. And not going to make a profit, which she was saying that they were kind of arguing about. That he's she like, wasn't making he's a like giving her money to do this pink dog food it's, business, and it's not bringing in any revenue because they don't have a distributor because no one will sell or buy pink dog food. So dumb. Anyways, I could not get over that she said that she was going to get her masters in textiles and fashion in new york city and then she happened to meet this guy and because of that she couldn't pursue it it's crazy to me because like we see her after like ramona with this the ageless moisturizer like ramona's ideas aren't terrible like she's got some great business and when she's talking about her daughter like looking up to her like ramona actually has businesses that are successful and she's doing it because she is a single parent but she actually honestly like wants her daughter to see her well and bethany you know like a true makeup entrepreneur yeah busy like she's being successful cameron's just like wait twiddling her thumbs like has nothing better to do Except things that are pink. I I just, I I think I'm going to tire of her really quickly this season because while it was hilarious to watch her last season sort of be Reese Witherspoon's character in Legally Blonde, I, that, that is, no. But Reese Witherspoon was like top of her class. And, but and, that's and what made like all these, <laughs> like she actually like was helpful. Funny and friendly. Yeah. But... Cameron claims, like, I'm not just the dumb blonde. I'm really much smarter than everyone thinks. But you know what? I don't believe you. When she had a conversation with Carrie, she's like, yeah, yeah, and yeah. But, like, how she talks isn't indicative of her intellect. But show me something else other than this pink dog food and you wanting your friends to get along. Like, I want to see something else. And if she shows us something else this season, like another facet of herself instead of playing a caricature of a person, because that's what she's doing. Absolutely. Then... Be more real. Be be more more real. Yeah. Because I'm over this. Be like Brandy. Don't wear makeup. (laughs) (laughs) That was amazing seeing Brandy as, you know, like, again, like new mom to this baby boy and while she didn't give birth like she's probably not sleeping a lot and he's so young and needs so much and she looked exhausted and normal when she was getting um, a manicure and pedicure we love the normal scene love it like I'm like you are you're gorgeous yes gorgeous but you look like a mom like you look like you haven't had a lot of time to yourself yeah and and that is authentic and real and I appreciate it reality reality so then we've got leanne and her fiance rich just the pirate he's (laughs) got an eye patch (laughs) so this one time shout out to my friend karen london um karen lives in miami and came to visit me in dc one summer i think like honestly 11 years ago and i have the kinds of contacts that use like the hydrogen peroxide Mm -hmm. and i 
accidentally used it to clean my contact and put it directly in my eye and I like burned my cornea and I had to go to the doctor and they told me to wear an eye patch because we were going to be out in the sun (laughs) I I looked awesome anyways so that is Rich apparently has this I don't know if it's permanent or not this eye patch but he definitely has an eye problem I mean he's still looking good he's looking great Such a stud for whatever age he is. He looks fantastic. She thinks pirates get more booty. Oh, yeah, he (laughs) thinks pirates get more booty. So um, he convinces her to call Carrie um, to make up from last season and just kind of clear the air before Deandra's Anniversary. anniversary party. And so... She calls Carrie, and Carrie sounds a little uh, reluctant. Uh, okay. Yeah, she sounds a little reluctant, and Rich jokes, they're just hands. <laughs> it's amazing. That was the best line. It was the best moment. So, so Carrie and... Leanne go to coffee and then so why they're mad we need to say oh like, yeah about why they're mad so why they're mad is because Luann Leanne Lu, Leanne on camera was um talking badly and poorly about Carrie's husband implying that he is gay in some way so that, that he like, gets his dick sucked at the roundup <laughs> <laughs> literally um, with a roundup is Scene favorite scene ever it's gonna be in you know every monologue that any yes. theater student does from okay. now on but they haven't seen each other since i think they since reunion. this yeah. yeah and so so the roundup is this apparently notoriously famous gay, gay bar in dallas. dallas and so saying that her husband frequents this bar and does get does things and gets favors from men but not only is this impacting like her and her husband and their, their little girl, their well. business, but also he's got older children from a previous mm-hmm. marriage. And I mean, this is broadcast all over TV. Yeah. People are talking about it. Mm-hmm. And it's, I mean, I think it really impacted their family life. And I'm um, Carrie, rightly so, is not just, I'm hurt. She's like scared of engaging with with Leanne. And Leanne has shown that she's not very stable and she'll scream and hurl insults. She's working on it through through meditation and mindfulness. So they have a great coffee, though, where Carrie admits like, hey, last year I would have said everything was okay and we were going to move past it, Mm -hmm. but I didn't feel it in my heart and I would have held a grudge. This year I'm telling you, like, I don't know where I am. And I want to move forward, but like I still, I'm not there yet. I'm not. I'm still upset about this. Yeah, which is what we always see in the housewives is everyone wants like like people to move on like in lightning speed. Like give people some space and some time um, to like and be okay. Like you're, I'm still not ready to have this conversation. Versus, you know, like Kelly will talk about like keep keep bringing keep it bringing up. it up. Well, yeah, obviously you'd have time to reflect. Yeah. So this it's very wise that Carrie is saying I'm not ready to have this conversation or like I'm not ready to like completely to like completely move go, on or let but it go. Let's take one day at a time and move forward. And and Leanne appreciates this cuz she's like, okay. "Hey, all I want is for you to be authentic and honest with me." Yeah. And you've never done that. You've always made it seem like you were okay with me and then I would leave and you would call someone and talk about me. Well, maybe Carrie is uh Closer to heaven. I don't know if you've heard this quote, but you know what they say, bigger the hair, closer to heaven. Closer to God. (laughs) She's got a big bump 
this year. Like she is swooping that hair back into a bump, it, like where it pops. So you up. think since she's, closer, she's to closer to God, God she's she's, she's being more it. honest. <laughs> So then we've got Deandra and her super hot husband. Oh, man. He's... They rate him at, like as close as... Uh, Mauricio? Mauricio. Uh, yeah. I don't think anyone Mauricio, beats Mauricio. Yeah. But we, I, think, I think... But he's a hot husband. Him. So Deandra and him are on their four-year anniversary. And well, dog years, according to Cameron, it's 28. <laughs> it's like, but who celebrates their four-year anniversary with, like, a massive party with everyone they know? So the ladies do. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, they did say that when they got married, they wanted to celebrate every single That's year. Cute. And I cute. think that is sweet, and they want to have their friends involved. But we find out that Deandra is on the outs with her, her mom, mom. Yeah. and they're not Speaking. She looked, her mom looks exactly like she did probably 10 years ago. That she's basically frozen I, so her face in time. I going to look like. <laughs> like basically frozen in time. Lisa like, Renna. Like that, which is 50. <laughs> Lisa Renna, I think, is 50. And maybe she's not 50. But Lisa Rinna looks has looked the same for like exactly. 20 years. So this is Deandra's mom. That same haircut. The same I mean, eye makeup. makeup. Like she was Day. <laughs> her name is Day. <laughs> so deep eyelash. Eye makeup on too much. So Day is being so shady towards oh, Deandra. Man. So we had to stop and rewind because we could not. We did, I think, this. three times. So here are the quotes. So the backstory is Dee has this massive skincare empire yeah. and a business that she had built as a single woman on her own mm-hmm. and was and Deandra has been working for her mom for this company, hoping that her mom, who's in her seventies, is going to retire and hand the reins over to Deandra. And Deand and she gave Deandra the keys and said, This is yours. I'm gonna still be a little involved, mm-hmm. but you know and I guess she reneged on that offer and kind of came back and took the reins away from Deandra. And Ooh. and she she bullies her. I mean, I know it's her daughter, but she she says things that are nasty, that are mean, that are hurtful, and that yeah. I don't think a mother should say about their child Absolutely ever. No. And here are some of these things. And this is just what was caught on camera at a party that she said in public. In front of people. First of all, she she's there with a guy named... What is it? Is it Bo? And she tells him that she's been engaged 14 times randomly. She's like, just so you know, (laughs) to her date. Okay. So she says, no one can believe Deandra's so happily married because she's had a few experiences. (laughs) What does she mean by experiences? We we said, like, does that mean she had a lot of ex-husbands or fiancés? Or, like, she's been around town, you know? like You know what I say, town bike? Or, like, once had a ride? (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i don't know what she meant by that what kind of experiences well obviously experiences of running a business (laughs) (laughs) so then um she says about the party that her daughter is throwing yeah i wish they would her her, she's not throwing the party no the friends is hosting hosting the party but they've i mean they picked out everything so she's saying I wish they would do something already. This is so boring. I can't do the accent. I should stop trying. <laughs> this is boring. I can only say her her name. Day. Day. <laughs> no, I mean, 
It's a cocktail hour. Before the dinner. What are are you supposed to have besides drinks and appetizers? That should not be boring. Maybe you're boring, Dee. Maybe a line dance. That's what you're looking for. (laughs) A cabaret. And then uh, Leanne says, you know, like, I'm so glad Deandra found happiness. And her mom goes, I didn't think she ever would. Oh, burn. At your daughter's anniversary party. It's so, and then it ends with Deandra prompting Leanne and Rich to get married there on the spot. Now, we know that Leanne and Rich got engaged on last season and have been, you know, I guess dragging their feet about setting a date. And I don't think it's on Leanne's part. I think Rich, who's been married three times before, is maybe a little reluctant or nervous about walking down the aisle again and so uh it's leaves on a to be continued note so good the season looks amazing i'm so excited so should we get into real housewives of new york yes the season finale yes okay so this is all about the cabaret. Which I'm dying to go. Like I, We I need, need to, to get go. tickets. Fahrenheit 54, I think that's what it's called. Yeah, the club. We gotta go. And they did one out in LA, and I heard oh, it was so amazing. Jealous. So Luann, we all know, had her stint in jail <laughs> and then rehab and then came out and she was planning the cabaret beforehand before mm-hmm. this mess but it really gave her focus and you know she's sober she's trying to focus on the show mm-hmm. and it's a cabaret show with actual talented people from Broadway and other entertainers and then she does a few shows and yeah in the beat yeah jokes about like i would have done this earlier but i was detained yeah it's cute it was so cute so these ladies outfits everyone is in sequence i couldn't get over dorinda's jumpsuit with the teal and her her like teal eyeshadow, she looked like an Andy Warhol painting. It was it was it was fun to watch. It was a sight to be seen. Um, and the big drama that really happened that the whole finale was based on was still this like arguments left over between Dorinda and Luann, where Luann kind of called out Dorinda's drinking and how she gets mean when she drinks, and Dorinda not wanting to be called out by someone who just got out of rehab. Mm-hmm. And by the way, she had only had one drink at that point. Um, and, and then she, they made up, yeah. but not really. They did what Carrie did last season in Dallas. It's okay. I'm fine. I'm fine. I forgive you. I love you. And then continue to talk about it and continue to let it fester. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't blame Luann for still being hurt by it because reg- she dug deep. That was regardless of if Luann was in the wrong for calling out Dorinda, the things that Dorinda said were so mean. She just went for the jugular, saying, "Why didn't she go get arrested again?" And like, I think get a mugshot over it, like, like mugshot. Yeah, it's just they were really, really nasty. Mm-hmm. And you know, her friend is struggling with her sobriety and is out on a trip on a vacation with women who are drinking copious amounts of alcohol. So she, I mean, that is the worst thing for a recovering alcoholic to be in an environment where every other person is drinking and it's all around you and you've no, you know, sober coach or someone, you know, and, and then we found out more recently she fell off the wagon again. She went back to rehab and now she's back at her cabaret. Way to go, Luann. 
But, um, well, it's sad because like when, as friends, like we all know, like what we start doing, like our, our indicators that we're getting there. Like we have a friend that fairy dances. We have one that's <laughs> eyes start closing. We have our friend Mandy uh, who does these dance moves. Like, and I just get louder and louder. <laughs> but like, we all have our things. So she's probably sitting there like, okay, she's starting to see you know during the turn she's like okay like maybe water time and like Dorinda wasn't gonna have it so it's like an ongoing and then to add to that fire she doesn't invite John to yes. the show so this and, is the whole but thing then she tells Tinsley that she can bring her boyfriend so there's like this all this drama about like who can can't come, come to, to the cabaret show friends. Countess Family and Friends, and friends. <laughs> So basically, Dorinda wants to bring her boyfriend of six years to this show. She should have just been able to bring him. I think she should have just brought him. And Luann says no. Now, later, Luann clarifies that she meant that he could come, just not sit at the table in the front, because that Mm -hmm. was only reserved for the housewives. But that was apparently not made clear in those text messages. But then they get on the phone. And this is the day of the show. So like Luann's focused on the show, and Dorinda's yelling at her. And that's just not helpful. Like her anger is just too much for me. And I love Dorinda. I love her. I think she's so funny. I think she's witty. I relate to her in some of the loss and pain she's gone through. But at the same time, like her anger scares me. She like flips. Like remember when she like cut herself with a knife? Yeah. Wow. That was like, that was terrifying. Like, if I saw you do that, I'd be like, girl, you need, I'm, girl, you need to stop drinking. You got a problem. (laughs) And I think that the reason that Dorinda is so harsh towards Luann is because she sees a reflection of herself. Maybe. She knows she's got a problem. And, and Sonia says it best. She says, you know, I don't throw stones, glass houses, whatever. I'm not saying a word. I'm just saying she might like it. About Dorinda and rehab. <laughs> I'm just saying she might like it. Luann had a nice time. Yoga, massage. And I think that everyone knows that Dorinda has a bit of a substance abuse issue. She yeah. abuses it. She gets really blacked out. She does crazy things. I don't and know what she's abusing. Constantly getting invites, regretting it I the mean, next day. there's definitely alcohol, but, you know, yeah. on the... On the reunion last year, they openly talked about her abuse of cocaine. And, and they, we got a preview that they're they're saying, do you think she's an alcoholic or do you think you're an alcoholic? In yeah. Reunion. And they're like, you can't say that, Andy. Like, that's coming up. So I want, they're going to definitely talk about it at the reunion. It's... It seems as if Dorinda needs to reevaluate mm-hmm. her behavior. And it sounds like after watching the show back, she hasn't. Just seeing her on Watch What Happens Live, hearing how she's talking, hearing that her and Luann have still not made up, I feel like she's digging her heels in and she's not um, willing to do the work that it takes to self-reflect. Yeah, like, yeah, maybe your feelings were upset that she, like, called you out in front of everyone and that you're, like, drinking heavily, but what you said next was really awful, right? What she said to Luann was awful. So what uh, she 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 keeps saying like well Luann owes me an apology I'm like no she does not 
So that's what she was bringing up again tonight. That she waiting for Luanne to apologize. Now she's just now she's just going for the jugular. She's just making up things like you didn't invite John and and what was she screaming like throughout the entire show? Oh, Giovanni or something. The the so she Dorinda had helped get um, Luann's dresses for the cabaret. And Giovanni, I guess, is the the, the, designer. the designer. And so every time she had a costume change, and apparently there are many costume changes oh. in Countess and Friends, Dorinda would say, another Giovanni, um, implying, like, you have another dress that I helped you get. And I do think that Luann should have been more thankful of what Dorinda did to help her out and also should have definitely invited John and should not have let their argument get in the way of those things mm-hmm. because that's not a classy thing to do. It, you know, put set, put set aside your argument and this woman has helped you get to this place with the cabaret. You can address your situation with what happened in Cartagena at another time. I didn't think it was appropriate for Luann to, and then to invite Tinsley's boyfriend, who she's met once, and it just, it's they're on and off. That's the thing. Like, currently they're broken up. Uh, Tinsley and them are broken up. Like, I think ah. they're actually on now. Oh, wow. Yeah. Man, it changes. Change in a week. <laughs> so, um, and then the another interesting piece is that Ramona confronts Bethany about missing her skincare launch party Ooh. or her like pre-launch. She doesn't even have a skincare line yet. And Bethany is like, I'm hearing what you're saying. Noted. And doesn't apologize because she doesn't feel like she has to. Because she basically said, said all of her businesses have been a flop. Um, I would say like not a flop. I mean, enough to sustain like life in your single apartment in New York, but not like the empire that Bethany, Bethany is. Made. Yeah, it just wasn't very nice. And or even supportive if, of a friend. And even if you are a real businesswoman and you are on a reality show with someone who pretends to be a businesswoman, you still show up. You're on the damn reality show. Yeah, let's... let's you get, you get, you know, you're told when to be somewhere. Show up, Bethany. So... The odd part is that that confrontation between Ramona and Bethany happened at the time where Bethany was actually having her first Mm -hmm. real conversation with Carol. And it was going good. That was going well. Mm -hmm. And so, Bethany, why did you show a nasty side of yourself during when you and Carol were finally hitting it off? Like, why let yourself and well because she gave she told ramona to leave like we're having a conversation and ramona did not leave i know she, like, she could going, have told like, her to leave come back in five minutes she come back to my like how about i give you a signal when to come over please go away and i she could have said it nicer talk to my which assistant to my assistant to confirm my schedule <laughs> so the interesting thing is that bethany seems so annoyed with dorinda for being so upset about everything with Luann and for constantly shouting out things during the show. show, It was rude. And she says, and I quote, Dorinda wastes so much energy getting herself worked up about things. But Bethany wastes so much energy getting herself worked up about things. Like, of all people to say that, Carol could say that. Carol doesn't get worked up. Bethany gets so worked up. And so for her to call out Dorinda on getting worked up, like, no. Well, maybe she's worked up, you know, when they had some bowel movements. Maybe she really is worked up. Who? Remember Bethany and them, like, couldn't go to the bathroom? Oh, yeah. Maybe she really <laughs> is worked up because she hasn't, she's had, She doesn't shit. She doesn't go to the bathroom. She, 
How can she not shit? She's like the skinniest person ever. I don't know. Maybe. Skinny people shit more. It's a fact. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. Moving on from that, should we do a little breakdown of the Real Housewives of the OC? Yes. Okay. So, this is one of my favorite moments. The beginning of the episode, Vicky is telling her son and someone else who works at Cato Insurance that, or Cato, Cato Insurance, that there is a bird that's been tapping at her window every morning. And um, she she thinks maybe that it's her mom because when... Things like that used to happen to her mom. Her mom said, it's it's dad. He's he's letting me know he's still around. And, of course, her son Michael thinks this is crazy. Um, and her assistant says, well, I think it's, like, mating season. And also you should, like, worry about those, you know, glass windows because the birds all fly into them and they die. And she's like, I think it's my mom. And I have never related to Vicky more. <laughs> Because my mom used to um, say that our dog that we got after her mother died, our dog's name was Sessie, who is a Westie, saying that she thought part of our her mom's soul was in this dog. And we thought she was crazy. She also thought when the windshield wipers went um, on our car and she didn't press the windshield wiper button that it was her mom waving at her. Um, and I just thought my mom was nuts. <laughs> Literally was like, okay. But then when my mom died, I asked her for a sign. And I started seeing Westies everywhere. And I really felt like she was sending me a sign. And that is why I have my Westie named Stassi. <laughs> so back to Vicky. I do believe that that bird was her mom and I will stand behind it. <laughs> okay, back into the actual drama of things going on. That's like something probably no one's ever commented on in the show. But I loved that little that little moment. So... Kelly and Shannon have a night out in LA and it looks like they are having so much fun. So much fun. But they're also really connecting. It's like two newly divorced women who are single moms who like have been with their husbands for a long time and it just like didn't work out. You yeah. know? One of my favorite parts of this is Kelly is sitting there like, yo, that bartender just looked at us. You know? Yeah. And I'm like, he looks like he's 13. <laughs> I'm like, that's not like, like a compliment. Like, that's, like, that's I, not look the away, Kelly. Look away. The cougar. That's too cougary. <laughs> it's like, we might need to call Child Protective <laughs> Services. <laughs> too young, Kelly. Abort. Abort. Um, and, you know. But then they film it. Right? Yeah. Okay. And so then Tamara tells. Yeah, um, they film it on their phones and they post it to probably like Instagram story, yeah, yeah. put it on social media. Which I'm, I guess I wasn't on Facebook then when they're filming. Or, or Instagram, Instagram, yeah. But um, Tamara brings up to Shannon like, well, it wasn't a really a good idea to post this. And then Shannon's quote back is my favorite. She goes, um, like in her interview, she's like, I'm not really taking advice from someone that got drunk and fell naked and broke their leg. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, and also, I think it was a smart move to post it because it got me super excited for this season. The fact that two people that hated each other before are, are now friends, like for the first time. They've never been I'm friends. I'm glad that she's out, like, just ha- getting dolled up. I feel like when you get dolled up 
and you're like going out for a drink, like you're not actually like really looking for someone. It's just like building that self-confidence back. What Shannon was talking about, like I would never get naked in front of someone. But like at least if she's getting dolled up, like you feel a little bit more confident with the process of possibly dating, which we know she is dating someone now. Yes. Um, which is scandalous. Yes, I talked about the scandal a little bit uh, in this Spill the Tea session of the last podcast, but we'll definitely have updates if we find them. Yes. So I I just really appreciate their newfound friendship mm-hmm. and them having fun. Now, then there's a lot of airtime devoted to Gina, who is only 33, which I just, I don't really like when housewives are young. I can't as much learn the wisdom and the knowledge. I know of the sage, the sage with, with wisdom. Wealth. Yeah, um, but sometimes they're fun. Like I do like Ashley from Potomac, and she just turned thirty. So <laughs> you know, there's that. Um, but Gina says that, <laughs> and I quote: "Women in the OC are different than the women in New York," and gives an example that in New York she makes fun of her friend with the weird vagina and everyone thinks it's hilarious but she can't imagine doing that in the OC (laughs) it's like that's your example (laughs) okay Gina and Gina's just really loud so Emily who's one of the newer housewives hosts a poker night Mm -hmm. and Gina gets very drunk and is very loud and obnoxious and in the end doesn't seem to want to leave the poker night even though everyone else has left and Shane Emily's husband finally basically throws her out and was like we have kids leave and um, so that I think goes into next week but back to Tamara talking to Shannon about not posting things on social media and stuff. She says, like, I think I'm a little jealous of your friendship yeah. with Kelly and because feel Tamara's like... Tamara's been really occupied. She's got her leg, but also Eddie's having these, like, major heart problems. Mm-hmm. And so she's, she doesn't get to hang out with her friends. So she's feeling a little jealous and envious that she's not getting that quality time when she... And, and Shannon's not being the best friend to Tamara on this. Like, her husband's really going through and something. she didn't call, call him. And after one of his surgeries, and we find out that it's because we think Eddie and Shannon's ex-husband, David Bedore, are still friendly. Mm. And so she like holds a grudge against Eddie for staying in touch with her ex-husband, which I don't think is fair. Tamara is not letting this get in the way. She is not spending time with David Bedore. Her husband is. She can't control what her husband does, who he's friends with. No. They work out together. That's a bond that they have. That's fine. And I think that Shannon, after all Tamara's done to be there for Shannon, that Shannon should be there as Tamara's husband is going through this thing. Now I have some thoughts on Eddie and his heart situation. I think that Eddie does not want this to be a storyline for the show. You can just tell from his face. Like, he why is, are you filming me? Why are you filming me? And why are you bringing things up that are clearly were already discussed off camera? Yeah. Like, she's, like, telling him stuff. And he's, like, you can tell, like, these are discussions that they already had with the doctor. You don't need to pretend that he was not able to be there for that discussion or you know do you want a second opinion i'm sure they had already discussed that and so he says at one point stop asking me stupid questions and i think he's trying to say like stop talking stop talking like i don't want this to be your edit i've seen this long enough 
make it about you. Don't make it about me. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be the story. I've never wanted to be the story. You know, he didn't like when he was the, the story about the rumor that he was gay. He didn't care that there was a rumor. He cared that it hurt, you know, his wife, Tamara, but he didn't care about the rumor. He doesn't, and he doesn't mind being on the show, but I don't, I don't think he wants it to be about him. Yeah. And I feel like Tamara, and I've said this before, is really selfish, and she cares more about being on this show than anything else in her life, and she's willing to sacrifice every relationship, including Even that with her daughter, yeah. just to be on the show. And it just didn't sit well with me how she was handling the Eddie stuff and, and making it into, and like how, oh, it's easier for someone who's religious to deal with these adversities because I can, you know, it's in the hands of God. And it's like, don't put down your husband for not being religious he's literally had four heart procedures and like stop it you don't know where his mind is at or what he uses to he just got out of surgery (laughs) like him a minute stop okay so back to the poker night yes um shannon's outfit oh my god i literally put it is in she's like is it too obnoxious um have you seen the instagram uh that tamra sent no that she found like maybe like a performing artist street artist that was wearing the same that is suit on the so funny if you haven't seen it It is a bright green suit top and bottom that literally have cards like playing cards like (laughs) in poker formation in poker hands all over this suit and it is so loud it is so obnoxious Okay, but if this is coming from Mandy, who shows up to parties dressed in a shark. <laughs> <laughs> who doesn't? <laughs> um, and not only has one, but two. No, I got rid of the second shark costume in case I started dating someone, and they'd be like, why do you have two costumes of sharks? One for shark week, one for post-shark week. And it's like, one's for you. <laughs> Um, So that was fun. And then the other highlight was Perry, Emily's uh, mother-in-law. She's like 4'10". This woman is so small, maybe 85 pounds. And she is so sweet to Kelly, who is really clearly struggling still. Hadn't, as you said earlier, had time to process what's been going on between her and Vicky. She's upset that her Mm ex-husband, Michael, was set up by Vicky with someone and is now dating someone and more upset that Vicky wasn't open and, and didn't tell her about it. And then we find out this episode that Michael was invited to Vicky's house for Thanksgiving and oh. Kelly and her daughter were actually alone for Thanksgiving. And and that's kind of the root of it is she feels as if Vicky it's chose choosing, choosing yeah. Michael. And, and, and I can see where that's coming from and Vicky, you know, is trying to apologize, but she's not doing the best job of it. Do you think it's because, like, Vicky thinks, like, I am the OG of the OC, where I'm going to be on, I've been on since the very beginning. They'll never kick me off. So I can do whatever I want to do with the other girls in the group because they'll never kick me off. I think she used to be that way. I think she's been a little humbled since, like, Mm -hmm. Tamara and Shannon, like, really ended their friendships with her for a while. Um, With this, I think it has to do with Steve. I think Steve and her really bonded with Michael. I think she felt that Kelly was kind of mean to Michael and may have been one of the, like, part of the reason why the marriage ended. It wasn't, like... She even said this night it wasn't like David Bedore who like was horrible to Shannon. 
Michael was not necessarily horrible to Kelly in the eyes of Vicky. And so he was devastated that Kelly ended it. Kelly left him and he wanted a new girlfriend. And so, you know, he is lonely and he's reaching out. And so she's just, you know, I don't, maybe Kelly wasn't the one that was reaching out as much. But Kelly wanted Vicky to reach out to her. But I think in Vicky's mind, whoever ends the the marriage and, like, decides to end the marriage, like, doesn't get the same sympathy as the person he was broken up with. Mm. It, that's sort of almost, like, what I think the mentality is, but I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. Anyway, so lots to come on the next few few episodes i think we have a lot more to see of gina i think we have a lot more to see of emily um i'm waiting for shannon to have an epic fight with one of the new girls because we know that's gonna happen mm-hmm. and um yeah any final thoughts no i'm just really excited to have dallas back yeah i mean yeehaw, yeehaw. giddy up girl <laughs> uh, i i just really like really love dallas a lot so it's nice to see them back and like Because, I mean, it's sad when the reunions, like Potomac just ended, and then New York just ended. It's, like, sad. Like, all your friends are leaving you. And I need more friends to come back. Come back, friends. I know. So it's nice to have Dallas back. I mean, a part of me, like, a part of my soul dies every time one of these franchises season comes to an end, but especially Vanderpump Rules. Like, man, thank God for social media. I Otherwise, what would I do without, you know... Tom Tom, the Tom Tom opening and following all of that. Did you see Pandora's new? They have Tom Tom necklaces. <gasps> I kind of want one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Well, until next time, guys. Good night. So that concludes this week's episode of Is This Real Life? Thank you so much for joining me. Please be sure to subscribe on either iTunes or SoundCloud and follow on social media at ITRL underscore podcast. See you next week. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.